Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy podcast featuring the one and only Fantasy Fro. Fro, how are you on this fantastic Wednesday evening? I am doing fantastic. I am so excited. We're going to mock draft. The draft guide is coming out in one week, and uh, we're going to win some leagues. Yep, one week from today, the 31st, will be the official launch uh, of our first our first uh, draft guide. It is, I'm not kidding when I say between the two of us, we have over 100 plus hours of work into this thing. It is in-depth. It is everything you need to win your league. It is for a very, very low price. So if you're listening to this and you want to pre-order, DM one of us. And uh, speaking of DMs, how are people going to find you on Twitter there, Fro? You can follow me or DM me at FantasyFro. All right. As always, I am Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter and Instagram at We Know Fantasy. Recently started a Facebook page. If you want to follow us there as well, just search We Know Fantasy in the search bar and you'll find us. Also, visit our website. We have articles pumping out all the time. We have a fantastic group of of writers writing for us, and there's some great content coming out all the time. Free on our site. Just go to www.weknowfantasy.com and click the articles section, and you'll find it there. But... Like we said, the draft guide's coming out. We also, the, the season's coming upon us. Training camp started today for some teams, so that's very exciting. And uh, with the season coming, uh, the Fro and I both offer a premium service where you'll get uh, premium content, premium access to us. So it'll be the first one Sunday morning, uh, all throughout the week, actually, to to get our answers and stuff. Because come Sunday morning, our DMs, our mentions get so full that we we honestly cannot get to every single person. So this way you guarantee that uh, you'll you'll get your attention, you'll get in-depth analysis, we'll break down your roster, we'll make sure your lineup is the best to go to win week to week. And uh, the people who used our services last year won their leagues, won their matchups because of the in-depth conversations that we had. And I know the same went for Fro. Certainly. All right, so last thing, I'm going to take it from here since this is my, uh, my Madden 20 tournament. I'm excited to... Uh, to try to get some followers out here and see who can who can beat the fantasy fro or maybe just just win the the whole tournament in general. And uh, we're gonna try to host a Madden tournament on Xbox come August. The new Madden game comes out August second, so that's gonna be about two weeks from now. And uh, if you're interested, send me a DM. I'm gonna get a little a little roster lined up here, and we're gonna do is a free entry, and the winner gets two weeks of my premium service for free. And that is a fantastic value. You know, free is always good. So if you are, uh, if you deem yourself a a competent Madden player, why not join it and uh, see if you can take down the fro? I know back in college, the fro and I had a few heated games on both NCAA and Madden. We used to have a bunch of tournaments between the cross country team, and that was pretty fun. So uh, I know he's a pretty good player. So if you think you can take him down, uh, sign up, and uh, we'll get that going as well. And maybe I'll even make an appearance if I can get my ha- cut my hands on the game. But as the fro mentioned earlier in this introduction, we are doing a mock draft. That's all this podcast will be today. Will be us commenting over mock draft. It's a twelve-man mock that we made, uh, consistent of players from four of the respective leagues in the uh, super league we put together. If you know what that is, it's a it's a tiered system. Start with four leagues, two leagues to one team league, redrafting along the way. It's a it's a it's a good format. It's a it's a new format, something I've never seen before that we start this year. So we have a bunch of those guys in here, a bunch of great fancy players. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna start this start this draft up here. Um honestly, I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> this is our on, first, uh, on, my first on the laptop. Well, I've never done it on a laptop, to be honest. All right, here it is. Begin draft. All right, we're beginning now. 
we're underway. There we go. And, uh, first pick. First pick here. We're not. This is gonna be hard because you don't want to give away a lot of what's in our what's in our uh, uh, what's in our draft, draft guide. guide coming out. So um, I, I, I guess let's see. Saquon's gone and Zeke. That's that's pretty much you, what you can assume uh, in either order. There, I'd say for the first three picks, our first two picks. Um, you know, yeah. and uh, let's go over what positions we're drafting from and how many players are, are in the draft. So uh, I'm fantasy fro and I'm drafting out of the 11th spot. And uh, Nate is drafting. Where are you at, Nate? Eighth. Eighth. Okay, so we're in the bottom half of our draft here. So we let our followers get some better better starts to the draft well, before we uh, take I interest. figured when you have a first four or five spots, that's pretty clear cut. But when you you start getting the five, six, seven, eight. It gets a little messy in there and not knowing what to really do. And it's a hard spot to draft from it, being in the middle of the draft. You don't get your, you know, uh, turnarounds at the end of each draft or each other, every other, geez, every other round and whatnot. So I figured eighth was a good spot to go off for this mock draft. But the top five so far, uh, Saquon, Zeke, Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins in that order. Uh, it, it's pretty straightforward. Nothing out of the ordinary there. Um, I'm a I'm a person that's high in Christian McCaffrey, so I would have had him before Alvin Kamara definitely. Um, DeAndre Hopkins now Julio Jones and I am up picking in the eighth spot, and uh, I'm gonna go with who I guess I could I can bust this out. This is the person I think is gonna be the uh, over, number one overall wide receiver. He finished just I think fractions of a point behind. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins last year for wide receiver one. That's Devontae Adams. I think it's a great value there. Eight, you know, uh, at this point of the draft, running backs are pretty limited in, in terms of first round value. So I think Adams is a great pick at eight. Yeah, he's he's definitely a good pick. I mean, I still think DeAndre Hopkins is still the guy, but it's a bit surprising how uh, Devontae Adams is actually the second, or sorry, the third receiver taken off the board here. Yeah, Julio Jones went right before I picked. Uh, interesting pick there. You know, he's a. He's always a big yardage type of guy, but the, for some reason, it's the, the it's finding the end zone that's always you know eluded him, and uh, that that definitely takes the toll. And he's also not like a huge huge volume guy, you know. He uh, gets a lot of yards, but if if you're in a this is a half point PPR league, I forgot if we even mentioned that. But you know, if you're in a full P, uh, PPR format, uh, Devonta Adams and DeAndre Hopkins are definitely the way to go. And uh, the throw is up. Yep, I'm up here. I'm just looking at the uh, Melvin Gordon is the top pick here. And uh, they have a suspension title listed right by him. He's not suspended. He's in a, a contract situation here. So that's not accurate. Um, I did see today that Melvin Gordon might actually get his contract, but that's still up in the air. So for mocking purposes, we're going to pass over him. And uh, it's between James Conner, Joe Mixon, and Odell Beckham for me. And, man, that's a tough decision. But I think you got to lock up that first running back. And you can't go wrong with either Conner or Mixon. But I'm going to go Joe Mixon here. Because, yeah. you know, I know I know Nate loves Joe Mixon, and he's actually on one of my must-draft players because, you know, the as bad as those Bengals were last year, Joe Mixon was one of the bright spots, man. He is he's 23 years old, and he's compared to Le'Veon Bell. He catches the ball as well as any elite running back. And the Bengals actually brought in a new coach out of the uh, Sean McVay. Uh, well, Zach Taylor. Yep, Zach Taylor's coming out, and I th really think people are going to be surprised on how well the Bengals play this year because they had so many injuries last year, and it's going to be night and day compared to last year. And I think you're up again here, Fro, aren't you? I am up. I got 30 seconds. Too busy chatting. <laughs> All right, so uh, 
I'm gonna actually gonna go with Todd Gurley here. I mean, Todd Gurley at the <sighs> what four <laughs> snag. That was my pick. Him. That was my pick. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Todd Gurley nonstop the last few weeks, but he's honestly, man, there's been there's been proof that he's had this arthritis for years, and look what he's done. The only difference is they're just gonna lighten his workload. But let's be real, no NFL running back can run the ball only by himself. You know, there has to be change of pace backs. There has to be third down backs. It's just because. These guys are having more and more plays run every single game. And Todd Gurley, even if he drops, you know, 30%, who cares? 30%, you're getting him in the second round. It's still a steal. Yeah, definitely. Like, if if the fro didn't pick him there and he fell to, let's see, uh, 2-5, I was definitely about to scoop him up. Uh, I'm not passing on Todd Gurley if I get that turnaround in the second round. If I can snag... I've had I've had mocks where I've taken say I've had an early pick taken Elliot you know CMC and then the turnaround of the next round I'm getting Todd Gurley, that is a fantastic way to start up your draft and your league and if Todd Gurley who is going to be dominant again because he's one of the most talented players in the league, most one of the most talented running backs in the league you're going to have a fantastic core to lead yourself, uh, moving forward. But here I am up on the two five. Let's see it says Melvin Gore. Gordon is a recommended pick here. I'm going to skip over him for the purposes of it. It's early in the season. Uh, preseason, we don't know the situation there. I was going to go Travis Kelsey. You know, if you know me, you know I love that tight end and I love to secure the top guy. Uh, but I think at this point, I'm going to go with a guy who I have as a top five wide receiver this year. Uh, a guy taken over for none other than Antonio Brown. That's Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he's in line for a huge season. He put up fantastic numbers last year with Antonio Brown in the uh, league. I think both of them were wide receiver. Uh, this is top of my head. I could be wrong. It's either uh, Juju was either eight or nine, and Antonio Brown was four or five. So there's a ton of targets missing, and Juju is already produced as a top ten receiver. And let's see. I've took him as the one, two, three, four, five. Sixth receiver off the board, so I think that's a great value there for myself. Oh yeah, that's a great value. Yeah, Juju's awesome. He's he's going to be that guy in in Pittsburgh, and we know they like to throw the ball. They're going to probably try to get back to the running game here without force feeding Antonio Brown. But Juju's the guy. He showed he can do it. And and what's not what's not to like about Juju? He's such a great guy on and off the field. Yeah, and you know he's going to give us all. He is a guy who plays with his heart on his sleeve. He's going to give his all to the uh, city of Pittsburgh. So there's no. You know, character question, there's no holdout question. You know what you're getting when you draft Juju uh, early in the uh, mock. But here's an interesting one that just came off the board. This is the 2-7 pick, and this is Tyreek Hill. You know, news broke recently that he will not be suspended by the NFL father in a thorough investigation. Um, You know, last year he took the league by storm. He, you know, was the top five wide receiver. Here he is off the board on this mock at wide receiver 7. you can't you can't expect him to do what he did last season. You can't expect what the uh, Chiefs as a whole did last season. But where does uh, where does Hill fall fall in your equation? Man, I mean, right now if if we're looking at Hill as playing 16 games next year, a wide receiver wide receiver seven is a steal because yep. he he is just. Dude, that guy is a freak, and nobody can stop him. They know where the ball is going. It's going to Tyreek Hill. It's going to Travis Kelsey. It does not matter if they know the defense knows where the ball is going. They cannot stop, and they can't bring down Patrick Mahomes. I mean, is there going to be some regression? In all reality, there really should be. But, you know, Tyreek Hill, and now Mike Evans just comes off the board, and I think that's a little late. I think Mike Evans should have been taken a lot sooner. Yeah, especially with Bruce Arians coming. You already have one of the league's – 
uh, most pass-happy offenses, and then you bring in the coach who may be the most pass-happy coach in the league, and you're in for a, a beautiful combination there. This is what wide receiver eight for Mike Evans. He's definitely higher than that in my rankings when it comes out in the mock and the uh, and the draft guide. But going back to Hill, I just love if you pay attention to your league. Say there is it, you get you get points for punt returns, kick returns, things like that. And uh, you know Hill's gonna gonna get his chances there. He's gonna score points there as well. He also rushes the ball, and you know with Kareem Hunt out, maybe he gets a few more touches that way too. They're gonna get the ball into Hill's hands no matter the way it is. So that's a great pick there. How about Damian Williams taking the pick after that would be riding back. I'm doing my math in my head here. What nine or 10, 10 right after Nick Chubb, Damian Williams. I know I'm high on the guy. Uh, where do you feel with, with Williams? Do you think he can actually take the load and be the uh, running back one in Kansas city? Yeah, I, I like Damian Williams. I'm, I've seen the, the the nonstop debate between you know is Williams an RB one? Has he had enough reps? He has. He's only played so many games, you know, in a season. But I mean, the thing about the Chiefs' offense is it does not matter who that running back is. It's just the fact that whoever that guy share. is, you yeah, you need to own that running back. And right now it's Damian Williams. You know, the offensive coordinator came out weeks ago and said Damian Williams is the guy. He's he's the running back right now. But you know what? And this is in my draft guide. It's a little pro tip here. You're going to want to reach for Carlos Hyde a little bit, and you're going to thank me later. Yeah, I'm the same way with Carlos Hyde. I am pretty high on him because, you know, Damian Williams has never been that RB1. We don't know what to expect from him. And if he slips up a little bit and Hyde comes in, you know Hyde's produced for years in the league. He can uh, just come in sneakily. He's a good pass catching back as well, so he fit right into the uh, Kansas City offense. And I think uh, he's going to be a steal in these drafts. Uh, we roll the round here to the third round. Zach Ertz, second tight end off the board, three point one. Uh, it, it's 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 pretty close, I would say, between Ertz or uh, Kittle at tight end two. Uh, but is 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 three one too early for Ertz, or is this falling to the line of we need to take tight ends early? No, I mean taking Ertz. In a 12-man draft and getting him at the start of the third round is a pretty good value, in my opinion. You know, I think this year the tight end pool is actually a lot deeper. I really like, you know, we got O.J. Howard, you got Vance McDonough, you got... Yeah, you have great Austin Hooper. Yeah, Austin Hooper. Uh, Henry's coming back for the Chargers. I really think this year is going to be a different story. But, it, I mean, honestly, and if you're in a spot to draft one of the top three tight ends, why not do it? You know, if you're in a league with, obviously, hopefully you're in a league with a flex spot, you can start two tight ends. You know, I drafted Zach Ertz last year, and I almost tried to trade it for Travis Kelsey. It would have been a freaking steal, but it would have been a nonstop kind of thing. But these these tight ends aren't tight ends. They're wide receivers. Travis Kelsey was wide receiver nine last yep. year as a tight top end. Top 10 receiver. Yeah, so uh, and you're filling a premium slot because tight ends have always been an issue. You know, you might hit on a tight end in the later ends, you might not. But why not go with the guy that you know will hit in the top three? Yeah, and he came off the board. Let's see, Kelsey came off as wide receiver six if he were to be a wide receiver, and then uh, Ertz was seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve wide receiver twelve. And I think that's exactly where he finished last year because he finishes a tight end two despite. Uh, despite Kittle breaking the record for most receiving yards in a season by a tight end. But uh, Ertz definitely had a, had a fantastic season. He had over 100 receptions, was fantastic in scoring touchdowns and things like that. So that's where he got his points and his edge. Uh, here's an interesting pick right off the board. Josh Jacobs, 3.5. Um, you know that, that rookie running back always does well. 
let's see, we're running back five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. You know, you top fifteen running back there. I think it's a safe pick there with uh with uh Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he's gonna get a lot of carries. You know, it's the Raiders now with Gruden there, that's smash mouth football and you got Antonio Brown coming in, Tyrell Williams, and it, it's going to be a different. It's going to be a completely different game. But they, they spent a high pick on Josh Jacobs. They're gonna have to play him just because of the draft capital. He hasn't had a lot of reps in college, which is actually a good thing because chances of his you know body wearing down this season is a lot lower because he hasn't gotten pounded like you know Melvin Gordon has or those Wisconsin backs have in the past. But I mean I like Josh Jacobs, but uh I think uh David Montgomery's the uh the running back rookie to own this year. Yeah, I think uh the the Bears have proven that they can have a you know a a three down back uh you know aka Josh not Josh Howard. Yeah Josh Howard or Jordan Howard. Jordan last Howard year. Jordan Howard Jordan last Cohen. year with yep. Tariq Cohen. Cohen uh, had, what was it, 60, 70 receptions out of the backfield. Had yeah, fantastic, he was, he was awesome. fantastic value, and you still uh, and you still have uh, so now, David now they Montgomery. Ha- yeah, they have David Montgomery, and then they re- they got Mike Davis. Uh, he was on the Seahawks last year. So it's going to be – Tariq Cohen's going to stick with his role. His role is not going to change. He's going to be that receiving back to get, you know – He's going to be pushing for 80 targets a game in that Matt Nagy offense. And then Montgomery, from what I'm hearing, is he, he's doing awesome in training camp. We're well, not training camp, OTAs. And they're going to give him a ton of reps in the preseason because they know what they have in Cohen. But it sounds like it's going to be Montgomery versus Mike Davis for reps. But, I mean, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a nice little competition there. But I think Montgomery is going to be the guy because he's more versatile. For sure, for sure. And here I am up on the clock, my third round, the 3-8. Uh, got a little bit of a debate here. I got 13 seconds. Devontae Freeman or Kieran Johnson need a running back with going Adams and Schuster, Smith Schuster in the first two rounds. I'm going to go with what my gut says, and that's Devontae Freeman. I like it. Um, he, he, he's not too far removed from being the running back one. I know he's battled some injuries the last season, but, uh, you know, the, the, the Falcons went and invested two first round selections in offensive line. Um, Derek Cutter's coming back as the offensive coordinator. He's familiar with the system. He's familiar with what's going on down there. Uh, Freeman is a very talented running back, very elusive, can catch the ball to the backfield. At this late in the draft, I don't know, we're probably close to uh, – I would have taken him as running back 18. I think that's a great value for myself. Yeah, you got him at the end of a third round in a 12-man draft. That is – we're talking Devante. Oh, I got. Let me go. I'm gonna go back to it because I do gotta r- run through my. He is on my uh, my must draft list, <laughs> and it's it's. I dug and I dug and I dug with the Falcons this year, and I love the Falcons play 13 indoor games. Wow. So they they obviously play at home eight times a year, and they're in a dome, and they and then the other games they play outside. <laughs> they're in like Miami and California. So honestly, they have the one of the best opportunities to really be a possible Super Bowl contender this year. The Falcons' offense is legit. Last year, that Falcons' defense could not stay healthy. You know, every time a, an offense was oh, – I'm up here, so let me hold that thought. Um, oh, this is easy. Adam Thielen, thank you. Oh, yeah. It's, it's why, too easy. Why are people sleeping so much on Adam Thielen this year? I've been taking him late in drafts, third round. I just don't understand. The dude is a reception machine, and you know Kirk Cousins is going to throw the ball so much in, in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Thielen's legit, and I, I like I like that offense as well, but I'm going to go back to the Falcons here. That Falcons secondary was so beat last year. You know, every time I was trying to do my, you know, must-starts weekly, 
I really targeted that Falcons defense because they just couldn't stay healthy. But you know, everyone's come back. Those linebackers are healthy. I think they got they got uh, Dirk Cutters coming back to be the offensive coordinator. And Matt Ryan did awesome when he was there a few years ago. So I really think the Falcons are going to turn it on this year, and they're going to be fantasy gold. I think the Falcons actually lost their starting safety to a torn ACL or something, didn't they? That was, I think it was last year. A lot of the, that whole secondary was rough. I think someone went down already this this uh this off season, but I could be wrong. I think I saw it, but I can't. I just try to Google quick. I couldn't find it, but yeah, that uh actually you're up again, so I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll keep that to myself. Here. George Let's Kittle four one. Yeah, George Kittle just got sniped from me. That would have been a nice fourth round pick. Oh man, it would have been a steal. <laughs> All right. Ooh, you know what? It's a mock draft. We're going to have some fun. I'm going Stephon Diggs. Give me both. Oh, both, there you go. Both those elite running backs, at, or elite receivers out of Minnesota. That's a nice one-two combination. Look at this start for you. Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, Adam Thielen, and Stephon Diggs. It's yep. a great team. Uh, before we move forward, let's get back. 3-9 Patrick Mahomes off the board. Very, very early. Even earlier than our last draft, but uh, that – I mean, you know how I feel about drafting Patrick Mahomes that early. I do not agree with it. He is a freak athlete, but it's just too early to draft a guy who is going to regress, and there's so many good quarterbacks in the later rounds. I mean, I know you feel the same way. Yeah, I am definitely a weight-on quarterback because my my theory is always the difference between the top quarterbacks and, say, the mid-tier quarterbacks is minimal compared to the top end running backs and wide receivers than the mid tier running backs and wide receivers. So use your early picks on running backs and wide receivers, tight ends if they're there. Um, just look at this: Dak Prescott could easily be a top ten quarterback this year, and you can get him in the eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth round. So don't waste your early picks on um, quarterbacks. Yeah, but, uh, I'm. You, yeah, while you make your selection here, if you do wait. To you know, eighth, ninth, tenth round and draft a quarterback, you have to draft two. You have to you know protect that first investment because it's it's really risky if you go with just Dak or just Philip Rivers. You know you gotta draft two. If you draft a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you could go, you could possibly not have to draft another quarterback depending how big your league is. You know if if you're in a fourteen man league, yeah, you better draft another quarterback. You're not getting a good one off the waiver wire. Yeah, that's a. Uh... That's something to think about, but you go, they went Patrick Mahomes and went Amari Cooper, Adam Thillian, Derek Henry, George Kittle, Stephon Diggs. I would definitely rather have anyone that you, I just rattled off before I would have picked a Patrick Mahomes because I can get a, a talented quarterback later in the draft. It's just simple as that. But uh, I just picked my fourth round was a four five pick Keon Johnson. Like I said, it was between him and Devontae Freeman for my uh, third round selection. I think Johnson uh, has, has a great chance there in Detroit there really is no identity to that team. You know, they're they're known as a passing team, but Karen Johnson quietly had a great season last season. He's a great pass catching back. Again, this is a half point PPR league. Um, he's gonna he's gonna be the lead guy. And before we even started this, you know, Sleeper sends out some pretty intriguing stuff. And there was an update that hit my phone that Johnson could be in line for a, you know, twenty plus carry or twenty plus touches, excuse me, per week. And if you if you're getting a, a running back that has any running back in the league really that has twenty plus touches, maybe maybe outside of uh Peyton Barber with the Tampa Bay Bucks last year because he averaged like two point seven yards per carry. But uh you're you're gonna want them on your team. So I'm happy with my first four. I've Devontae Adams, Juju Smith Schuster, Devonta Freeman, and Kieran Johnson. 
through four rounds. I would have liked to have grabbed um, one of the three uh, tight ends, but uh, uh, Travis Kelsey was picked right before me. I didn't think Zach Ertz early second is really there. And then uh, George Kittle was selected, and I needed a running back to to really get my team rolling. I picked Devontae Freeman over Kittle. So I'll be hitting that mid-tier tight ends when it gets my chance later in the round. You know, O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry. That's what down like uh, the fro said early in this, uh, early in this mock is going to be a monster this year. I love love me some some uh, Vance McDonald. Um, yeah, there's just there's just a lot of uh, possibilities with with the tight end this year. Uh, like Defro earlier said, it, it used to be if you either have a top three or you have nothing. But uh, this year, I, I, after going through all the breakdowns and doing all of that, I, I think this is a very deep, deep class. And you even have the likes of Del- Delaney Walker coming back, who, you know, has been flirting with tight end one numbers the previous season before he destroyed his ankle last season. But he said he's he's 100 percent and ready to go. So that's another guy I'm uh, I'm pretty high on. Yeah, I, I think like I said, the tight end class. This year, it's it's much much deeper. We had a lot of injuries last year, man. Every single time there was a, an opportunity, somebody got yeah. hurt. You know, it was just that's just how the pieces fell last year. But that's the name of the game, and I I still recommend taking an, an early tight end if you have a chance. I mean, if you can get Kittle in the fourth round, like that we did in this draft, or you know, Ertz in the early second round or third round. Third. You know, I would definitely recommend that. But something that I'm I'm actually kind of browsing over our chat here. Um, cause so my selections were Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, and then I went back to back, um, Vikings receivers. I went Thielen and Diggs and someone said, um, the fantasy fro is totally capping his own upside with both Minnesota wide receivers. So this is actually something I address in my draft guide. Cause it was, it was a question that I got a lot last year. It was, you know, is it okay to draft guys on the same team? And the answer is, well, yeah, it's okay. As long as you're drafting from an offense, that is one of the best offenses in the league. And last year, both Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, they each had 26% target share on the team. So we're talking over 50, over half of the target shares are those <laughs> two receivers. So there, there is no capping my, my ceiling by that number. It's just I, name, a, name a better duo wide, rece- wide receiver duo in the NFL. And there's not one. So, I mean, normally would I go back to back like that with the same team? No, not, not intentionally, but if it's there, why not do it? It's not going to, it's not going to cap your, your possible, you know, your, your ceiling at all. You know, that offense is going to go and they're going to go fast. Just take a look later in this fourth round here. We have, uh, Brandon cooks at the four, seven, Robert Woods at four, eight, and then Cooper cup at four eleven. There's another example there that they're all going to get their touches. They're all going to get their chances. It doesn't matter. You know, this whole thing of don't draft on the same team is, is ludicrous to me. The talent is there. The shares are there. The targets are there. Any wide receiver getting 26% of the shit of the, of the targets you're going to want on your team. I don't care if it's three getting 26% on the same team. You're going to want them on your team. Yeah, and if you're worried about drafting two guys on the same team, you're drafting scared. You need to go into the draft with an open mind. You've got to be confident that you're going to get your guys. There's no world where I would say, oh, I don't want Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, or Cooper Cup. I would have all three of them on my team if I could. Yeah, uh, I would I would as well. Here's another development in this. We've had Andrew Luck taken on the 4-10 on the turn. Aaron Rodgers is gone on the 5-2. That's way too is, early. For, for any quarterback or just for those two? Well, for for Rodgers, I think 
I mean, Rodgers' fancy value has been crap the last few years. This you year know, could be different, though. This year could be different. They finally got a new head coach in there. But the problem is, after Devontae Adams, it's like, who's going to be the second? Is it going to be Allison? Is it going to be MVS? You know, you really don't know. And it's, I mean, it's Rodgers, and I get it. But and it comes down to that offensive line. And we'll, we'll see. I, just, I think it's way too early to draft Aaron Rodgers because he just hasn't been the Aaron Rodgers of the past. And he's, he's he's been getting tattered. He's, he's been missing games. He's getting older. I, I I would definitely not be drafting Aaron Rodgers pretty much at all because I know he's gonna go early in rounds. Um, but Andrew, look at four ten. He's you know up there with top three quarterbacks. Uh, he's third on my list actually. Again, four ten still early for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a wait on quarterback person here. But uh, someone just selected that I am super high on, and I'm mm-hmm. going to get as many shares as I possibly can, and that is Tyler Boyd. Uh, the Bengals just just awarded this guy with a, with a new contract, a great contract. I wrote an article on him that you can find on uh, WeKnowFantasy.com under the article section. I broke down his game. He is definitely better on the field with AJ Green. And here's a here's a here's a quick stat. Um, since 2013, AJ Green has played 16 games every other season. And last season he played nine. So if he follows trend, he'll be uh, in line for 16 games a season, which is great for Tyler Boyd. Like DeFro said earlier, the Bengals are going to be a new team, a better offense. They finally got Matt Brett of, of Marvin Lewis. Uh, Zach Taylor, a new offensive mind, you know, one of those Sean McVay, uh, you know, made people coming in there, going to, going to change things. So Tyler Boyd is someone I definitely want as many shares of as possible uh, this year. Yeah, I, I love that. That Bengals offense is – and they're really not bad. Like, Andy Dolan actually is not a bad quarterback. He just had some really bad coaching. You know, so year in and year out, he's got – and he's got injuries nonstop. You know, A.J. Green, like you said, he can't stay healthy. He's healthy one season. He's not healthy another season. And it's, it's really difficult. And then you go out there and you lose your tight end, so you can't use your two tight end sets, which had been much more successful in the NFL versus, you know – the, the one tight end set, and it's just it's just one of those things, man. You just can't stay healthy. But going into a brand-new year, people forget those those Bengals. They weren't, that offense is not bad at all. Defense is another question, but we don't really care about defenses that much in fantasy. Only, we only need one defense, and that's the one that we hope that gets at least 10 points a week. And that's where you play the waiver wire because I'm not drafting an early defense. Yep, and that's another uh, – Q&A that is answered in my draft guide. How early should you draft a kicker and a defense? All right. Your boy Nate is up here in the draft. Taking a look here. I'm tempted to go tight end, but I think there's going to be some great options here in the next round or two. So I'm going to go with a guy we've already touched on earlier early, uh, earlier in this um, in this pod, and that's David Montgomery, oh, Chicago nice. Bears. Uh, took him in the five eight. You know, the fro just said he could have a better season than Josh Jacobs, who went in the three fives. So that's a that's a great pick there. It's kind of optimistic, but I think it's it's a great. I have I've said I think I've said every time I pick someone, it's a great value, but it <laughs> really is at, at five eight. Um, David Montgomery is going to have a killer season. Yeah, so I I was actually kind of hoping he was sitting there. I don't know how he he was sitting at the top of that that leaderboard, <laughs> best player available for a while. Um, but I'm available, or I'm, I'm available. I'm up here. I got about 39 seconds, and I see two guys that I got my eye on. I know Nate loves the one, uh, Tyler Lockett or O.J. Howard. So I'm sitting at the end of the fifth round. So I'm actually going to go O.J. Howard here because I yeah. think he actually has potential to be a top five tight end this year. Easily. You know, he- 
he does have some injury concerns, you know, and he has to compete with Cameron Brait. But, you know, people don't understand that the Bucks love throwing to their tight ends. And, you know, now we have, it's obviously Mike Evans, Chris Godwin's going to step up, but they lost a lot of their their target share from last year. You Adam know, Humphreys, so Adam Humphreys, Jackson. Two of the huge, you know, huge guys that really made that offense go. But I could see a lot more two tight end sets. And I think OJ Howard is going to get a lot more opportunity, even with Cameron Braid out there. Yeah, look for him to get uh, maybe 80, 90 targets, 60, 70 receptions this year. You're actually up again here, Fro. I am up again. Was he paying attention? All right. <laughs> and I used to use back to back. You know what? Let's see here. Hmm. <laughs> Watch. I'm going to get everyone going because I keep drafting two to the same position. I'm going I'm to take. We're going Hunter Henry here. Actually, you know what? No. I'm going Evan Ingram. I actually didn't see him. I think Evan yes. Ingram is the yes. guy. He's he is one of the least end. talked about people in yep. this entire league. I don't understand. Two years ago, he was fantastic. And then he had injury concern with a poor. Yeah, and, and rookie Titans don't do well, but somehow he did do well. So I don't I don't know why he's he's not talked about when it comes to, you know, potential top five uh top five guys. Yeah, he's he's gonna be legit. No more Odell Beckham and that, you know, there's so many targets to be available besides so I think Sterling Shepard is gonna be the one there. I mean Evan Ingram's gonna be the best receiver, but Sterling Shepard's gonna be the, the, the first wide receiver. And then there's a guy named Saquon. I I mean I think he's okay there. So uh yeah, I've might- heard a thing or two about him. Yeah, he's, he's okay. He's just average. Yeah, uh, the entire Giants offense is something that we don't talk about. Evan Ingram has potential for a top five tight end. Uh, I believe he's going to finish a top five tight end. Uh, and then Sterling Shepard is a great value. You're going to get him in mid-rounds. And even Golden Tate, I know he didn't impress last year with the Eagles, but I just think that team didn't really fit him the way it needed to. And you have you have poor quarterback play. In uh, in New York, uh, if if it's if it's a rookie Daniel Jones or if it's Eli Manning, um, you know th- those over the middle short passes may be a great outlet for those guys. So look for Golden Tate to have a good season as well. Uh, as I'm speaking here, I'm up and I'm gonna go with a guy that Fro looked over, not looked over, but passed. And that was Hunter Henry. I think he has a a great season, great bounce back season. He was off to a you know, a, a pretty hot end to, let's see, it would be the 2017 season because last year he missed the entire thing with a torn ACL. Uh, played in the playoffs, actually, so he came back for that. His heart's in the game. You know, he has Philip Rivers, who could easily throw for 5,000 yards, could be one of the most the best offenses in the entire league. They're a great team, can go deep into the season. So I think Hunter Henry is a, is a great pick. Let's see, that's my 6-5, so... You know, we have uh, we had our big three off the board by four one, and then we've had the middle three five eleven six two and six five by yours truly, the fro and Nate here. Let's see. So somebody that's another commented. Somebody just commented said fro takes Howard and Ingram back to back. I told you I'd get him wild up. This is this really is not the kind of draft I normally would do. I'm just kind of being. I'm just doing like the you know the. You kind of want to hit on a tight end. And, you know, if you have an opportunity, you can throw that an extra tight end into that slot, that, the flex slot, and you just get the guys wild up because I can't give everything out on this mock draft. That's true. And, you know, trading is a huge part of fantasy. And and if you have yes. two guys like that and you're in week four and someone, say, say a 
you know, a George Kittle or, or hopefully not, I pray to God, goes down with a torn ACL, someone's going to be looking to, to replace that. And if you have two on the board, they're going to overpay for someone like uh, O.J. Howard or Evan Ingram because they know they're going to get the, you know, if a, a top three slides out, slop, another top three's got to go in, so. Yeah, or maybe one's just a, just a dud, you know? Maybe maybe O.J. Howard, maybe, who knows, maybe O.J. Howard ends up being a dud, Evan Ingram ends up being a top six tight end, and then you're good to go, you know? By the end of the year, your roster is not going to look much yeah, the same as you drafted it, you know? So you got to take some shots, and especially at that premium tight end position, you know, don't be afraid to get that, that second tight end a little bit earlier than you normally would because it'll be worth it in the long run if you can hit at least one of them. That's another thing. Everyone puts so much stock in into their draft but how many times by the end of the season does your team look remotely like anything you started it with you know uh, i i hope everyone i draft remains healthy but that's 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 stupid for me to think no one's going to stay healthy for the entire season so you're going to lose teams there and people are going to going to miss out say david montgomery isn't what we expect him to be and, and he doesn't get his touches you know i'm not gonna have him on my team or hunter henry goes out with another injury he's off my team it's just it's just dumb to think that you're going to have every single person that you draft on your roster come, you know, week 12, 13, 14. All right. Where are we? We're turning the corner here to the seventh round. Uh, just trying to glance, see if there's anything interesting here. Dante Pettis off at 610. I like him. Uh, that's because I'm a 49ers fan, so I won't talk about that. But what about <laughs> the the, the, the uh, New England backfield? I see Sony Michelle's off the board at 6-1 and earlier – James White off at 5-3. And they also brought in Damian Harris with a third-round pick. What is there to make of the New England uh, backfield? I mean, you can never really make anything of that. Well, there's one thing in that New England backfield that you can make of, and his name is James White. That one you could be guaranteed because he's a wide receiver that lines up in the backfield. Yep, he is unreal. He is Tom Brady's second favorite target behind Edelman. And Edelman is actually, he has a cast on right now, so who exactly knows what's going on with that? I'm sure he'll be fine. You know, he missed a couple of games last year at the beginning of the season. Still finishes. Not one injury, though. <laughs> no, not, well, not injury, but what I'm saying is he's not going to, let's yeah. be real, he's not going to miss a step in that offense. He was Without, a top, top 15 wide receiver with missing four games. Yeah, with playing in 12, 12 games last year. He's he's legit. He is starting to hit his, his uh, top of his wide receiver peak, so I think this might be the last year to really draft him earlier. Uh, than normal but once you know once once wide receivers get a little bit older they start to start to slowly go downhill but I mean James White is the guy you gotta go I tell you guys this last year draft him man he's a especially if you're in P, if you're not in PPR it's a different story but if you're in a half PPR or in a full point PPR James White is a receiver in the backfield he's going to win you your league yeah, I am on board with James White 100% because of that. He's 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 that guy that you draft, and he's your, just your flex guy forever. Um, but I, I'm staying away from Sony Michelle because there's a reason they went and used a third-round pick on a Damian Harris who actually out-touched Josh Jacobs last season at Alabama. I know it's a little bit different, but uh, Damian Harris is a very good talent, and he's going to get a lot of touches too. So I, I'm I'm staying away from the New England backfield that isn't named James White. All right, let's see what's going on here. Rashad so, Penny off the board. Yep. Did Carson? Did Carson? Chris Carson? Yeah, Chris Carson yeah, went four twelve. That's about where he should go. Yeah. I mean, there's. I don't want to give out too many of my tips here. This is probably going to be the last big tip I give out <laughs> just because I, I rather people actually read the guide and learn for themselves than me just telling you everything. 
But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the guy, so that's why I'm giving a lot out. But uh, I think Chris Carson is the guy to own. He is – he's legit. And people don't understand how good Chris Carson really is. You know, and, and he really struggled with his injuries on and off, but he really turned it on last last year. From weeks 12 to 17, he averaged 18.9 PPR points a game, which was the fourth best running back during that span. And we all know how much the Seahawks like to run the ball. And if you're really worried about Rashard Penny, you know, maybe stealing some touches or maybe eventually taking over the backfield, just handcuff Chris Carson. Draft Rashard Penny. Here he went in the seventh round. If you're in a 10-man league, you can get him in in the eighth round. You know, it's not rocket science, but, you know, protect that early round investment. Take Rashard Penny. Take Chris Carson in the fourth, fifth round. You're good to go. Yeah, that's all you need to do is just handcuff. It's Everyone's like... Oh, good luck drafting Chris Carson because Rashad Penny's going to steal his touches. Well, I'll just draft Rashad Penny then, and what are you going to do then? It's 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 just simple. You have to if you have a early round running back, you have to draft their handcuff. It's 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 simple as that. So I'm up here. It's getting later in the draft. What are we in the eighth round here? Seventh uh, round, seven, yeah, eight. pushing the end of the seventh out of thirteen. Uh, there's a uh, not much. Uh, I, I'm really intrigued on here. Um. There's a guy that catches my my eye here, and this is someone that we talked about already, and that's Sterling Shepard. I think he is a, a very untalked-about person, a, a great receiver, did well last year, put up quality numbers with OBJ still there in the offense, so OBJ's gone, and that's 100-plus uh, targets on the board, say Evan Ingram and Golden Tate eat up some of those. That's still Shepard's the uh, running – jeez – Wide receiver one. I'm taking wide receiver one, seven, eight. I like that pick for myself as well. How how crazy do you think I can get the chat to go if I take a third tight end in the row? <laughs> yeah, they're probably going to lose their mind. They'll probably be like, expert my ass. Yeah, you told this guy an expert. <laughs> no, I definitely won't take another tight end there. I see another guy. If he's, He'll probably get sniped. I'm still two picks away. But I see so a lot of quarterbacks coming in. We're in this, the end of the seventh and then going into the uh, the eighth round here. You have this, this is about to be quarterback yeah, or this is quarterback the money time. You got Baker Mayfield coming in, which actually is not a good, not a bad spot for him right now at the end of the seventh. Matt Ryan drew. Oh, I think I know who you're eyeing up here. Lentz. Yeah, you probably know just by looking at it. <laughs> well, I'm going for the upside here. Yeah, I know who you're going for. I doubt he's off the board. There he is. There he is. Go ahead. All right. And it's gonna be funny if it's not the guy you're thinking, but I'm going with Will Fuller. Oh, it's actually not the guy I thought it was. Well, but he that was, it was between Shepard and Fuller for my pick as well. Yep, Will Fuller. You know he he has some issues with injury, but when that man is on the field, he is legit. The Lights thing is out. about yeah, the thing is about fantasy is you're gonna know if he's gonna play or not. So if he's not if he's if he's injured, just don't start him. But that Texans offense is another offense that's very oh gosh, underrated. So that explosive. line has been trashed last year. They finally made some upgrades. They made a few draft picks that should really improve that offensive line. And I really think it's going to be a big difference maker this year. Deshaun Watson is finally healthy. He doesn't have to travel in a car to an away game because of a was it a, a punctured lung or bruised lung? Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it's <laughs> you know, just crazy. I actually I read something online, which was really funny, and they were saying – if uh, if Deshaun Watson couldn't even travel in an airplane to a game, why is he playing in an NFL game? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's weird to think that. It's weird to think, but these men, these, these guys put their bodies on the line. And Deshaun Watson, he is the truth. I actually think he's he's my quarterback three, but I'd go Mahomes, Luck, and Deshaun Watson. 
you know, and I drafted Sean Watson when it's quarterback five, and that's an absolute steal. Yeah. When you see uh, the draft guide of my draft ranking, you'll see where I have Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to give that one away. All right, so I'm up here, second pick in the eighth round. Um, I could go quarterback here. I think I'm going to. But I don't always go quarterback this early, but I feel like I have so many other skill positions filled. I got Baker, Matt Ryan, or Carson Wentz, and I think I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield just because he has that upside with this new explosive Cleveland offense, and he hasn't even scraped the surface of his potential. You're going to leave your boy Carson on the uh... – on the, I'll, on the I'll leave Carson there. Wentz there. I'll leave Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz is a great quarterback, but I, I still think Baker is a little bit a little bit higher up in the rankings than Carson. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Am I up? I think I'm up. Nope. Uh, I got a pick, pick. Pick. Pick before me. Um. Yeah. We're in that. We're in that realm where it's it, it's pretty much at this point you're just picking. It, it, you're not going to draft a create. I mean, you could draft someone who just bust out the season, but this is uh, this is where the, the research really, really gets digging. And someone just went and killed Harry at eight four. I mean, you're in the eighth round. It's not that big of a deal, but it's just hard for me to get behind a rookie wide receiver. Um, I'm down a bit here. Um, I'm up actually at the eight five. A few names I like up front. I'm going to pass on quarterback at this point because there's a guy I'm targeting that I can get later. In, in the draft, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick Corey Davis, wide receiver, Tennessee Titans. Uh, should be the wide receiver one there. Um, I, I'm not a fan of that offense. I'm not a fan of Marcus Mariota. I honestly think he's going to lose his job to Ryan Tannehill by the end of the season. But someone's got to catch the ball. Um, he's going to get targeted a lot. He was a top 10 pick, was it, two, three years now? away he's developing he's running better routes he's he's getting better as a player and there's a lot of people behind that Tennessee offense so I think there's some value there I think it's a great pick here eight five um let's see before me was Harry then Vance McDonald who's a guy I'm very high on he was picked as I don't know eight or nine tight end David Njoku who is is a tight end that I feel is being overvalued you feel the same fro yeah so David Njoku had a lot of high praise early last year but he's very inconsistent and now you got you know Odell Beckham coming in and it, people think Odell Beckham is this guy who just stretches the field but he doesn't stretch the field he's not a guy to always run deep breaths he's very elusive underneath so I don't think having Odell there is going to make David Njoku any more valuable or like for example in Philly Deshaun Jackson coming in he's a deep field guy you know he averages he's pushing 80 yards per reception and it's only going to help Zach Ertz get more open underneath. But I think there's so many mouths to feed right now in, in Cleveland. And it's just, I think Njoku, I would honestly am staying away from Njoku. He's just a little too inconsistent for my taste. He's a guy that even last year got so much praise in the preseason. And through the season, uh, he was a top 10. Was he top 10 tight end? I think he was He was somewhere around there. If not, he was like 11. I just think, like you said, there's, there's too much going on in Cleveland. There's too many mouths to feed feed he uh he has a pretty low catch percentage if i remember correctly it's just uh just a guy i'm just not that high on and there's there's definitely titans on the board i would have picked before and joku and uh two picks after that the first i don't know this is the first rookie but uh kyler murray off the board i know you're a guy who's very high on kyler murray oh 
Man, it's, these these Cardinals are gonna be they're gonna be the the worst of first this year, offensive wise. Defense might be a different story, but this Cardinals offense is going to be the truth. You got Cliff Kingsbury coming in out of college coaching with no NFL experience. You know, the last guy to do that was him who shall not be named Chip Kelly. And uh, I think <laughs> yeah, Chip we Kelly, both have a vendetta against that guy. <laughs> Yeah, Chip Kelly. Oh, yeah, he played for the he coached the 49ers. He coached the 49ers, well. too. <laughs> he actually didn't do bad for the Eagles his first year out of college, but it, it was just a mess there. And, I mean, I am all in on this Cardinals offense, and it's it's for a good reason. You guys are going to be happy with these young players, especially if you play Dynasty. You want to target them early and often. And, you know, Kyler Murray, David Johnson is going to – he'll be a top top three to, to five running back this oh, year. Yeah. Christian Don't sleep Kirk. on David Johnson. Yep. Andy Isabella, the rookie who is super, super fast. Man, it's it's legit. A 4-3? Yeah, it's fast. It's yeah, and, and there was a video with Andy Isabella running racing Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray was neck and neck with him. So if that tells you how fast they are, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's a great team. Uh the Fro has been very, very vocal about getting as many shares as that team as he possibly can. Um I don't know where Cortland Sutton went in this draft, but I saw him go earlier. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald off at seven twelve. That's a that's a very good mid uh, mid round pick. Is Larry Fitzgerald? He's you know in the latter part of his career, maybe even the last season of his career, but he's that reliable, you know, sure handed wide receiver that rookie quarterbacks love to rely on. So you know he's going to get a lot of targets, especially in the red zone. You know, Kyler Murray's going to look to him. You know, he's he's the leader of the team. He's, he's, he's a very, very good player, Hall of Fame someday. Um, so, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald, for me, is a guy that I will be targeting mid-rounds as well. Here we go. First defense off the board, 9-2. Um, Chicago Bears, it, it, the first defense is always going to be the Chicago Bears. Is 9-2 too early for a defense? I'm going yes. That's just me. Yep. yep. It's uh, They're just too much at this point. To, Way to, too early. It just you're you're better off just streaming a defense each week. Yeah, it's just it's easy as that. Streaming is what's going to win you a championship in the long run. It's it's great to have a nice foundation of a draft. You know that's where I'm putting this draft together for you because you do have to good have to have a nice draft. If you don't draft well, you're you're going to have a tough tough time fighting all season. You know towards the the later parts of the season when all the good free agents are taken, it's. It's not going to be easy if you don't have a good foundation. So it's extremely important that you hit the first four or five rounds well with guys you can rely on. And then those later four or five rounds, you want to take shot at guys with upside. You know, like a guy like Carlos Hyde, who I'm actually going to try to target up here. You know, it's just maybe I like Deshaun Jackson is somebody I was pretty vocal about. You know, some Alexander Madison, the backup for Dalvin Cook. Those guys that high on that guy if, as well. Yeah, if they are playing, if Dalvin Cook misses time, which is very likely, if any of these RB1s miss time, their backups are going to be a plug-and-play, and you're getting them in the 10th, 11th round. Yeah, that is for sure. And, you know, the 10th, 11th round, that's where you that's where you pick these guys that you try to hit home runs with. There's We, we talked about this before. You're not going to have the full team that you draft going forward. So there's no safe picks when it comes to the later rounds. Um, so just swing for the fences and hope you hit something. I'm up here. I really want to go quarterback, but I still see the guys that I really want to target still on the board. There's a bunch of them. Uh, actually, 
Actually, actually, actually, did Austin Eckler already get picked? He's gone, yeah. He's way gone. Jeez, I have not been paying attention to the board. <laughs> it goes fast. At, at all, at all, because I was, I was I was talking so much. So here is a I guess I guess I'll take my I'll take my quarterback. I'm going I'm going with the healthy Cam Newton. Shoulder surgery, coming back, slinging right away, you know, always a very viable rushing rushing uh threat. Uh, that, that Carolina offense, I think is going to be great this season. Uh, you know, DJ Moore's progressing, Curtis, uh, Samuel's progressing. Uh, you know, you have CMC who caught over a hundred passes last year. Don't expect that to happen again because Cam Newton's shoulder is, is healthy. So he's going to be slinging it down the field a bit more, but getting Cam Newton in the, in the teens when it comes to quarterbacks is a steal. Yeah, Cam is actually on a pitch count right now, but we're still six weeks away from the regular season, so I don't think it's going to be an issue. No. Um, so I'm up on the board here, and oh, I finally got sniped the first time. I was going to go Jordan Howard at the end of the ninth there, but uh, I need a running back here. I haven't taken a running back since the first two rounds, but luckily for me, there's a lot of nice depth here. I mean, Deshaun McCoy, we all know, don't go near him. Adrian Peterson's an interesting guy. I actually haven't done too much uh, research on him, but he is – man, he was telling – telling the, the media he wants to rush for 2,000 yards. You know, he's really motivated. Guys can't stay healthy. Peterson, he's going to get a lot of volume. And I think at the end of the ninth round, a 12-man draft, being able to get a guy that's going to get, you know, 15 touches a game, I think that's a steal. Yeah, that's a great – that's a guy I, I've been targeting later in the rounds too because, you know, Juicy – is fresh off a torn ACL. You know, he hasn't touched a ball in a regular season game yet, and everyone's already high on him. You know, Peterson had, what, he had 1,000 yards last year? Maybe close. I think he did. He's going to get touches, and this is a ninth-round guy that you're going to get that could be a running back one in this league. And if you're going to running back one in ninth round, why not do it? Yes, so uh, I'm up here again. I'm going to go another running back. have a lot of nice options, but... uh I'm going to put my money where my mouth is here, and I'm going to go Carlos Hyde. There it because is. Because if Damian Williams is benched or is injured, he's the guy. He's going to be an RB1. You're going to be really, really glad you got him at the 10th round. Yep, I'm up at a pick. So one of the chat actually said, we know fantasy. I'm surprised he took a quarterback before the 10th. At least I know this guy reads what I say and, and, and practices what I preach because I usually don't. But I just couldn't pass up on a value of Cam Newton that early. It was Cam Newton and Russell Wilson who are, you know, top five potential quarterbacks. Uh, this late in the round, had to scoop one of those guys up. Wasn't loving what was on the board. I mean, I knew I could get my targets later on. So, uh, yeah, I'm up and around. The, let's see. Since you took Hyde, DK Metcalf off. I wrote an article about him and um, – why is he slipping my mind? Block Golden, it. Yeah, block it. Golden Tate off the board. So I am up. Oh, man. I'm torn between two people, but I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little off track here. I'm gonna go uh, Hines. You know, the backup, not really the backup. You know, the guy there, the change of pace back at Indy. He's a very, very good pass catching back. You know, that Indy offense is gonna be explosive, put up points everywhere. You know, they don't have the greatest, greatest receiving core there. So I think Hines is a great value, especially in PPR leagues. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I think the uh, that Colts offense is legit. You know, it's man, it's Hines. Hines really filled in last year. They had a lot of injuries last year for whatever reason. Nobody seemed to think could stay healthy, and especially we know Matt can't stay healthy. T.Y. Hilton has his own injury issues. They were down to like 
these these wide receiver three and four and five out on their starting. You know, it looked like the Eagles quarterback or cornerback <laughs> situation last year. But I think Hines is a nice late round pick because he he can get you some nice double digit games in PPR for sure. Yeah, just looking here quick. Uh, Hines had 81 targets, 63 receptions last year as a rookie. So you know those numbers are going up. He's a reliable target of the backfield, 3.9 receptions per game, near 80% catch percentage. It's a great pick here in the 10th round. Uh, I'll pat myself on the back for that one. <laughs> you deserve to be patting yourself <laughs> once in a while. All right, we're winding down here. We are about to turn the corner to round 11, so that leaves us three more rounds ago. I know this podcast is super long. We're going to break an hour easily so if you're still listening to us thank you very much for listening to us just yeah, talk about mock draft. You. And, and you know what if you if you don't want to listen to it all at once break it down i I listened to long podcasts in two two episodes i know listening to the same thing for an hour gets a little overwhelming but you know another thing i can really advise you guys and i've really been doing a lot of this while researching the guide is when you find a nice podcast you like like break out a pen and paper, take some notes because there's so much information you're taking in that you're not going to remember it all come the draft. So take some notes. And then I have a lot of these little tips and tricks in my draft guide for you guys as well. So that's another pro tip for you guys who are serious about winning your league. Yeah. Um, I definitely take my time to get through podcasts. I don't have an hour of my day to sit down and listen to a full podcast, but uh, I like to think that, this is an information-packed uh, offense. You know, this is a, a live feed of what is happening before our eyes, you know, breaking down pick by pick, essentially, uh, things. So there's there's definitely some information here you want to jot down. So maybe some sleepers we pick up here, some of these late-round picks that we're, we're targeting that uh, you want to. So jot your notes down. Keep a little notebook next to your next to your desk if you're listening to us at work and you hear something that's informational. You just turn and slot it down there at your desk and uh, – you know, you're going to have a nice, if you keep doing that throughout the preseason, listen to us and other podcasts, you're going to have a nice little, you know, draft guide there for you already. That's an interesting pick there. Kiki Kute is a great pick in the 11th round. Yeah, if he can stay healthy this year. Yeah, it's another one of those things. If he can stay in the field, uh, same with Will Fuller. They're, they're, they're you know, late round guys who can get you 10 plus points. Even if they only play five or six games, you have them, they give you 10 plus points for those five or six games. That's better than, you know, anyone else you can find in 11th round. Yeah, I'm just looking through some of these teams here. It's going to go through, and uh, we, we could literally do a whole other podcast about just the, the yeah, results, but we're not going to do that. Yeah. It's, it's just interesting to see what people do, and it's, it's interesting to see in the chat people, they think they do really good, or maybe they think they do really bad, but you really just don't know. So much is going to change in the next six weeks. Your draft could look awesome now, but it might not look the same four weeks from now. So it's just, this is all just fun. And right now the mock draft is just for you guys to kind of more or less just kind of get an idea of what players we're aiming for. Because you can mock draft a hundred times and never are you going to end up getting the same players. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, when you walk up to the pool and you dip your toe in. That's kind of what a mock draft is. Get yourself in the mindset. Get yourself ready to, to draft a little bit. Um, I'm up right now. I'm going to go with a, this is kind of a, you know, swing with a fence type of guy. This is James Washington, Pittsburgh Steelers. I know. Uh, Snape, my guy. There he is. There he is. That's a very pass happy team. Last year, they had two top end wide receivers. You know, one of those guys is obviously gone. Um, James Washington can very well end up being the wide receiver two there in the end of the year. So if you're getting the wide receiver two of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 11th round, almost the 12th round, because they picked up 11, eight, great steal there. Look to target James Washington. This is a pro tip. Target James Washington in the latter rounds of your draft. 
Yep. Like DeFro and said, he was about to do the same thing. I was. I did. I saw that name. And I'm one person that has a little extra invested uh, interest in the Steelers because my girlfriend's family are all Steelers fans. So oh, it is nice. It is nice when they, when they do well. And we're really hoping that someday we get a Steelers-Eagles Super Bowl and then the Eagles can, can show the Steelers what they're made of. <laughs> but uh, that's neither here nor there. But I'm going to show you another little pro tip here as soon as I'm off if these guys hurry their butts up. TJ Hawkinson, what was that? Tight end thirteen. Don't do that. Yeah, it, it's a late, it's a late grab. It, it's an, it's a, it's a shot in the dark. But it's, I mean, I don't. Oh, like I it. guess, I guess he already has Jared oh, Cook. Oh, so. two snipes in a row. Oh, uh, Dante Moncrief. I was gonna go with the other receiver for the Steelers. Man, uh, got sniped twice. That's all right. That's what football's all about, baby. It's all Always about addressing else. the next opportunity. All right, let me three out here. I gotta go wide receiver. Now you got me fired up, man. You don't want to fire up the fantasy frail because that's how he ends up winning championships. Well, as the fro sits here and uh, digs through his draft board, um, there was something I was going to say, but I blinked my mind. I was going to say it before uh, the fro picked, and then he got on his tyrant there. and Anthony Miller. Okay, okay. Into the 11th round. That Chicago offense is so underrated. And one thing you guys got to really remember when you're kind of looking at your fancy, you know, your projections and your rankings is who's coaching that team? I mean, let's look at how bad that Bears offense was until Matt Nagy got there. That offense is legit, and they like to pass the ball. And Anthony Miller, he had shot, he had signs of being a possible wide receiver one on that offense. So he is legit. And this, uh, this late in the round, I'm actually very satisfied to get that, especially after getting my two wide receivers sniped right from under me. I remember going to say, I'm going to share this draft board on my Twitter feed. So if you're listening to this and you want to check out how this draft went, it'll be there permanently on the Twitter feed. So you can check out if you're listening to this and you are part of the mock, you can check out how your team did, or if you want to see how myself and the fro did, It'll be there. Uh, pick by every single pick will be available for you. So uh, the fro just picked and a great guy, Boise State alum. That's your team. Yes, it is. Alexander, Alexander Madison. Madison. Gotta scoop him. Gotta scoop him. Gotta scoop him. Got him in the twelfth round. That actually was Has... my pick. So yeah. Now we're in... now we're <laughs> even for sniping me. <laughs> Let's just say great minds think alike. Yeah. Um... You know, Dalvin Cook has this history of of injuries. Uh, and, and beyond that, he can't carry the ball every single time. I know some teams try, but he should be on a pitch count for a little bit. Uh, Alexander Madison is a great running back. I've seen him play so many games, and he is such a good running back. Um, the Vikings got themselves a steal late in the draft of that guy. And, of course, our uh... – one of our followers, the big Vikings fan, his name is Skull20, and he said, damn, Fro, LOL. <laughs> I must have snagged him right before him. It's all about those snipes. and There actually is a section in the draft guide in my part about uh, how to avoid getting sniped, and I think that's going to be very, very valuable for those people who are tired of getting sniped. Kyle Rudolph off the, off the uh, board there. He's a guy I'm avoiding. Because uh, they drafted Irv Smith Jr. there, who's going to be taking most of his work away. So I am up. I want to go running back, but I have a guy I need to get in the last round who won't be picked before I pick. So I'm going to invest myself in a wide receiver here. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Do I go with the safer guy? Do I swing for the fence? This 
is a mock draft. I'm going for it. Mikel Hardman. We don't yep. know if if Sammy Watkins can be that wide receiver too in Kansas City. So so Hardman is the guy who's like a Tyreek Hill. No one's like Tyreek Hill. I know, I know. But he's a fast guy, very elusive, can do a lot of things with the ball in his hand. So that right there is you know a twelfth round, twelve five, swinging for the fences. Hope I connect. Uh, hope I can get out of the park because. You know, I play slow pitch soft every weekend, and there's not a chance I'm out of the park. So I'm trying to do it with my uh, fantasy team. Yeah, and uh, Hardman is a guy I was really high on a few weeks ago before we you knew were. what was going to happen with Tyreek Hill. But uh, I like that pick because, like you said, in the late rounds, am I going to go safe or am I going to hit for the fences? This late in the round, you've got to swing for the fences. You're drafting a guy on the Kansas City Chiefs offense. You swing for the fences. He has the upside. If he gets more rep, oh, someone just snagged my guy there. But anyways, uh, you swing <laughs> for the fences this late in the draft. You're going to be happy. You got to take those shots. You know, who who knew Philip Lindsay was going to be that guy? Who knew Alvin Kamara was going to be that guy? Nobody really knows who's going to be that guy nobody talks about. You got to take some shots late in the round. You're not spending a lot of, you know, draft capital on them. Take some shots. Maybe things turn out well and you can turn some of these picks, if not into starters, in the trade bait. Yeah, and also, how many times is a 12th round player going to be on your uh, on on your roster later in the season? It's not going to happen much. So take those chances, swing the big stick, and hope you can get yourself a home run. And that's exactly what I did there. But we're about to hit the corner here into the final round. I would like to take this time and thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, I can't imagine this is very exciting content, but I like to believe it is. I've had a lot of fun. Uh, I don't get to do this much. Um, I try to get as many mocks as I can in. Even if I can only get in and hit like the first five rounds, I like to do that just to test the waters and see uh, you know, how the board falls and stuff. Um, this is my first year using the sleeper app, and I have to say I'm rather impressed. I love mock drafts on the sleeper. It's nice. It is awesome. I've actually I just heard about it a few weeks ago. I, I've seen I've actually followed Sleeper app on Twitter. I don't know. I think too much of it because I'm an ESPN guy. I love ESPN. I know Nate loves Yahoo, but this Sleeper app is legit. You can message your entire league right on the app. You can mock draft with these guys on the app. I hope Sleeper listens to this podcast because we're out here giving them free free promotions right now. But they are legit. Yeah. People really really speak very highly of them. Some guys in the fantasy industry speak very highly of them. And I think they're, they're onto something big. You don't have to be in a, a Facebook chat to you know, chat with your guys and annoy people. You're in a group with the guys who are exactly in your league. They want to listen to you. You can mute the chat if you want to. It's, this is the real deal. I love the feature where you can mock draft just yourself. Have you done that yet? Where you can mock draft yourself and it, it, it's not just going uh, highest player available. It's it's a different algorithm. I don't know what they use, but it's random. So you're getting like you're in a sense of a real mock draft, but it's in it's super fast. So you can do a full mock draft in less than ten minutes with that thing, and it is great. I love that. Uh, I've been very impressed with the sleeper app. Like you said, I can message my entire league. Everyone's there. I can add my friends. Uh, I'm a very big Yahoo guy. I've been using Yahoo for ten plus years now. It's where I started my house league. All my leagues are on Yahoo, uh, except the one I'm with the Fro where I play on ESPN. But I'm I'm impressed. So sleeper, yeah. If you listen to this, uh, come give us a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of sponsors, we're gonna have to say this a few times because we're already at an hour here, and so people probably aren't gonna be this far, this far into the uh, podcast. But if you make it this far, we do have a special guest coming up on a podcast in August. Uh, we did get a a nice guy who I'm pretty sure you guys are gonna know. He has uh, fourteen thousand followers. 
and he is pretty high up there in his company. So I'm excited. We're going to tweet that out here in a couple of days just to just to let you guys know what's going on. But we got some big things coming up. We're trying to get some nice, nice uh, different podcast content with some cool guys just to give you guys some variety and kind of, you know, evolve our brand as you guys come along with us. Yeah, especially here in the preseason. And like I said earlier, we have a we have five or six very quality and very uh, informative writers for us. So this year is going to be a lot different. I know last year was just a fro and I every single week and just myself on Mondays going through the waiver wire wish list. But this year we have so many people we're going to bring in. We're going to have special guests. We're going to have people who are part of the We Know Fantasy team uh, that's ever growing. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be pumping out some great content. There's great content on the w- website. I know I plugged this before, www.wenofantasy.com. Check it out. There's free articles on there. A lot of work goes in those articles. We have like... I can't talk about, we have such great writers and some of the stuff they write. I, I read it. I'm like, wow. Like how come I haven't thought about this yet? Yeah. Yeah. They are legit. And one of my, uh, my buddies I brought in, his name is Kyle Brady. Uh, it's like at Kyle Brady or something. He's, he is a great sports mind. I actually know him personally. And we, he was just out of college and he was trying to decide what he wanted to do. And he's, you know, he's, he's a waiter and, He's like not quite getting what he wants to do. And I kind of mentioned to him once in a while what, that we'd have our own little fancy brand here. But nothing kind of came to fruition. But, you know, I always got to talking to him. And now he's finally working as a sports writer at a, one of his newspapers in State College. And I was like, hey, man, like, I know that's not what you want to do for the rest of your life. Kind of get your toes wet in this. And his first article, it was legit. He broke down teams in the same division. They call, He called it uh, – seller dwellers he talked about teams that finished like dead last last year in their division what they need to do to improve he broke down every little thing and that is called hard work and we are getting some of the top talent it's i'm excited yeah we are having people where other sites bigger sites much bigger sites are trying to get the writers from us uh because they're that talented and they put in the work uh a, a good friend of mine from high school writes for us and he's fantastic we have uh we have people who who i've met on twitter who are pumping out articles we have people producing uh there's a guy going through every every single receiving corp in the entire league breaking those down their fantasy value we have a guy who has a draft bus series um i'm putting out contact to fro we've kind of slowed down since we've been putting so much work into the uh draft guide but guys come this season there's gonna be so much content on our website that you cannot miss out uh visit it www.weknowfantasy.com tweet it give it a shout out whatever you want to do just make sure that's on your favorites for the season because it's going to be a great one-stop shop for everything you need to know to win your leagues yes sir league winning advice and i got my last pick here and i'm gonna go with a quarterback i was trying to get lamar jackson earlier but he went a little bit earlier than i expected and that's all right that happens but we're, we're in the third end of the 13th round and philip rivers is there Dak prescott is there Kirk Cousins, the highly debatable Josh Allen is there, Mitch Trubisky, you know, some great value even this late. So I'm going to take the best available and go Phillip Rivers because he is one of the best fantasy quarterbacks that you can get, especially this late in the draft. Yeah, that with that, the draft is complete after you selected Rivers, the Houston Texans defense off the board. Uh, I actually didn't draft a defense because I could care less about that in the draft uh, because I never draft a defense because there's going to be a great option come the waiver wire. But I used my last pick on Quadre Allison. I know you probably never heard of this guy. He is a rookie with the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. He uh, news recently broke that he's going to get a lot of the third round, third 
down work. And, you know, Ito Smith had those chances last year to be the guy, to be the backup, never really came to fruition. So I think Allison is 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 going to be that guy if Freeman is to go down because I own Freeman. Uh, I, I use my last round of handcuff, the guy who, uh, you know, Ito Smith has been taken in the, in the draft. So that's not a guy. If I want to invest in, I can. But this is a swing for the fence. If Freeman does go down, I have I have who I will assume to be the backup come mid part of the season already on my roster. So there it is. 13 round mock draft for you guys. We're an hour and 15 minutes deep. I'm going to share this on Twitter so you guys can check it out once this uh, this podcast is live again if you listen to this point this far thank you so much thank you guys for all the support thank you for believing us to begin with like when i started my page two years ago did i think that two thousand people will be checking in to see how my you know check in for my advice or listen to myself ramble for an hour on a podcast or reading articles or paying for draft guides that i produce or praying for premium service it's insane so i thank you guys a lot for being able to do something like this because i absolutely love this type of stuff yeah, I'm so I'm so appreciative of all you guys do. And it's it's the the Twitter feed's been much slower this time of year, but I know it's gonna get it's gonna get fast and it's gonna get furious. As soon as preseason kicks off, we're gonna have the DMs flying in. And I know Nate and I, we have grinded so hard. I have dug through podcasts and all this content. I bought you know, all this stuff to really dig deeper than I ever have. And you guys just motivate me. I wanna do better. It's all about giving you guys the best chance to win your leagues. Awesome, awesome. And uh, I probably should have mentioned this in the beginning of the episode since probably no one's listening to this point. But moving forward, we will have a YouTube channel. I'm not sure how soon that will be up, but we're making a step there. So our, all of our podcasts will go live on YouTube as well once we produce them. So that's uh, an extra source of content. If you want to see uh, myself on a video camera talking, you can do that if you want to listen to that. Uh, there's a chance there to do that. The fro, of course, will be there as well. Just not in video. His voice will be there. Um and whatnot so thank you guys for tuning in again real quick fro how do people find you on the social media you can find me on twitter at fantasy fro and again i'm nate with we know fantasy can be found on twitter and instagram at we know fantasy until next guy next time thank you for listening see ya peace